Jimmy. We are Hottest 100s and Thousands, and we are taking control of your radio station. Oh, this is the <laughs> podcasting, which we talk about the songs right. that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest 100. My name is David James Young, and I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining you once again, it's Andrew McDonald. Hey, I'm just looking at the, the waveform as we're recording, <laughs> and there's some spikes. <laughs> That's exactly what we're after. Mm. Adam Bunch is here. I can't dance like I used to. <laughs> give, it a, give it a red hot go. Right. Nathan Harrison's here. Unbelievably good. Unbelievably good. I agree. I'm pretty sick. <laughs> you've got a sense of calm. It's <laughs> kind of come over you. It's like you've uh, expelled yeah, well, some things there. Yeah. It's almost post-coital. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a calm... There is, look, there, there is no way that's the first time that you've done the reef voice. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> Fake news, sad. Uh, well, this is the way that we feel right now. Mm. And um, we're going to throw to one of the most identifiably 90s songs to ever exist between the years 1990 and 1999. That's when 90s songs usually exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Specifically 1997. Uh, this is number 17 in the 1997 Hottest 100. This is Reef with... Place your hands. Oh, place your hands on my own. Run your fingers through my soul. All right. Oh, and the way that the feel right now. Oh, Lord, it's me. Uh, that's Reef with Place Your Hands, and that came in at number 70 in the 1997 Hottest 100. There's one person in this room whose fingers sold my soul, all right, uh, and that, that's Adam Boncho. And I, I would like you to, to share with the class the way that you feel right now. All right, I finally get to say something that I've thought about this song for a little while but I don't think I've ever, like, said it to another person. Because <laughs> it's never been important enough. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's important now. Because if I brought it up apropos of yeah. nothing, people would be like, what? Um, we <laughs> smash cut to a Seinfeld-esque brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember that Reef song? <laughs> yeah, well, no, you guys remember that Reef song? Just, is it just me or does he sound a lot like Adam Sandler? Ah! Holy shit! There we go. One. That's one of three. Oh, look, it was definitely it was a softball lob to Dean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, in my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was an <laughs> underhander. Yeah. But I'm gonna die, clown. <laughs> no, just like oh, skedaskadu, like <laughs> that bit. Because when you say that, the, the Adam Sandler that I was picturing was yeah, more of the precisely. Yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking about like you know the classic Billy Madison freak out. 
Mm. Okay, uh, look, I'm glad at least at least some people are with me on that yeah. one. I did not know that Reef were a British band. Really? Hailing from is Glastonbury. This, is, this basically is a Rolling Stones song. This is a smack bang in the centre of the crossroads between Britpop and post-grunge. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I always thought they were Australian, which is weird. Because, um, because you lived in Australia and you heard them every other weekend <laughs> yeah, yeah. for 50 years. But maybe just something about the, I think, like, the brashness and the largeness of it also kind of reminded me of, you know, almost your chisels or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it fits into the Australian pub rock scene really seamlessly in terms of just the way it kind of goes about things. And, you know, also in a similar vein, uh, the kind of emotional pull that it has, which I only really kind of got with when I was sitting down and dedicatedly listening to it. I learned that this was actually written in a response to the lead singer uh, dealing with the death of his grandfather. And ah. that made the song pivot for me. Like in a really big way, and it's and yeah, right. it stopped being this kind of like you know just classic barbecue. Throw it on; it's on every yeah, compilation yeah, yeah. of you know like yeah. what the song becomes. Then, when you know that it's about someone struggling with grief, is this kind of like pulling yourself up from the depths of despair and forcing a kind of connection and positivity. You know, yeah, it's, it's like the, 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 the catharsis. Yeah, the demand of "Oh, place your hands." Ah, it's become so much more raw and and felt, and it's like it actually got me, man. Like I, I, I from there, it's like everything kind of fit in really well once I'd once I'd heard about that, once I framed it in that way, and for the first time, I feel like I actually heard this song in the way that it was intended to be heard. Because when you when we deal with these kinds of iconic songs that we of course all know, the way it usually happens is we go like you can't really hear it properly mm. because you've heard it too much already. So I was really glad to be able to come to it. In, in some kind of fresh way when I was preparing for this. And I think it comes off really, really well. I think it's a good song. I think it's a yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a six song. Yeah, I think it has that kind of the there there is more to it than just like drinking a tinny in the sun nature yeah. that it that it is. There is a bit of that kind of actual emotional pull. And I think like I for some reason didn't know the name of this song or the name of the band. I'm like, Reef, place your hands, what's this song? And that opening, like, you know exactly what song it is. It's one of the most iconic songs of the nineties. Like yeah, it's 100% so it is. quintessentially 90s it's aching but like honestly like the vocalist doing the kind of a laddish Gallagher Brothers imitation of Bush you know? like, <laughs> um, so I'm on board <laughs> um, come like, Adam Sandler come Adam Sandler but, it, yeah. but it's beautiful right like that, he it, knocks it out of the park yeah like, I, I, um, yeah. that's a singular vocal performance there is no vocal performance that is that's really comparable Aside from Adam Sandler and Billy Madison. Yeah. Like, in the 90s, if you, see, seeing this live would have been huge. Oh, it's, oh it would, yeah. You wouldn't I, even need the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> this song kind of slaps. I think it's just a good piece of rock music. Yeah, same. Yeah. I love, I love like, that barroom piano where fucking old mate's just like... <laughs> just goes full fucking Jerry Lee Lewis on the thing. Like, it's... I'm also really into the percussion. Which, again, is a super Rolling Stones thing to just have, yeah. like, excessive bongos and shakers and shit going on for no real reason. Yeah, <laughs> just throw three or four more people on stage. You know, normally they're, like, a four-piece band or whatever, but they've got a keyboard player and a piano player and two percussionists and three backing vocalists, and they've just gone the full fucking wazoo for this song. Because why wouldn't you? This song is all about excess. Sometimes it's just like... You don't know if a song will work without its whistles bells. This doesn't need to work without anything else. I don't want to hear an acoustic version of this song. <laughs> I want to hear this song with everything on it. Mm. Yeah. You know, sometimes, I don't want Sometimes wanna... more is more. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I fucking love it. It's because sick. because again, it comes back to that that catharsis thing, right? If you've got this if you've yeah. got this grief, if you've got this emotion that's inside you and it's you know, you need to get it out. 
you you has to you have to go big. Mm. And you know, like if you're if you're desperate to do it in a positive way as well, which is what I think is so remarkable about this, is because you know, like you can either lean into the feeling that you're feeling, or you can fight it. And you can, and the best way to fight it is by actually expressing the opposite of that, which is what I think is happening here. Like it's it comes across as a really positive song that connects to a community, but it it does so out of necessity, and it does so with a drive, and it does so with a with a catharsis. That's sick. Like, and of course that's big. Of course mm. that's huge. I, I f- fully reckon that when they finish recording this, they will play it back and they're like, this is going to be everywhere. That, that there's no way to hear this and not realize this is yeah. going to be on commercial radio for the next 20 years. So I'm freaking out a little bit because I don't recognize this song. At all. Oh. At all. Wait, what? Are you this kidding? is fresh for me. Yeah. What? So this, what? Like, How? I don't know. This is like, you're, whoa. <laughs> Like, wow. am I a Cylon? <laughs> like, am I like a, like the Manchurian candidate? And they're like, you're a sleeper we're programming agent. you with all the 90s knowledge we can think of, like Street Sharks, Goosebumps, yeah, but they just missed like one thing. Yeah, man, it's it's like I didn't think I was in Westworld before. Now I'm kind of like, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I looked up on IMDb to see what it had been used in. Not much. I, I'm like, this must have been in like fucking 10 things I hate about you and like Mean Girls. Like, Armageddon. Has, Armageddon, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Volcano and Dante's Peak. When buildings are starting to fall down and yeah. Are coming down. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> yeah, um, perfect. That's what I think of. Yeah, I remember that crappy in um, Armageddon um, when uh, what's her name, Liv Tyler, is mm. um, like being super emotional on the on the ground floor, being like thinking that uh, the Armageddon might hit Earth, um, and like she's talking to that <laughs> like, yeah, talking to that Christian dweeb, and he's like, and she's like, I look, I, I don't, I don't want to die a virgin, and then he's just like. If you do, we'll die together. It's like a fucking saccharine, like... Whoa. It's a one video I remember from Armageddon, apart from the silliness of the movie. Wait, so they, I haven't seen it. They don't... They don't They don't bang. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's, she was setting that up for it's, you, it's, man. It's, it's like, only Liv Tyler like, in the late 90s, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. You're in, about um, to die and she's... In Independence oh, Day, there's there's totally, like, a little throwaway shot of... Liv Tyler banging this dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> but of, of just, like, you know, impending a different Armageddon. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, uh, some trailer trash dude being like, you don't want to die a virgin, do you? That's, like, Oh, they were confusing my movies then. No, I'm pretty sure it happens. Whatever. I, it definitely <laughs> happened. <laughs> anyway, yeah, um... Pretty much this song was not in as many things as I thought it was. I, yeah. It's in fuck all. Yeah. Could we zoom back in on the fact that Nathan Please. has never heard yeah. this song before? What the fuck? So, like, for me, like, the voice was, like, a thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because I was coming to that fresh. I was like, what is what is this? I, I'm, I'm so confused. I was confused. And I am a bit still. So, what uh, do you think? Like, I, it's good. I guess. Like I said, like I had to like I had to kind of figure out the voice. Yeah. Because like yeah. there's a lot going on there well, we've, if, if we've you've had, never Yeah, you, exactly. We've had years to get you, used to it. Because had like twenty years to get yeah. to acclimatize to this. Yes, yeah. I've just yeah. been dropped in. <laughs> By my handlers. How's, how's the water? <laughs> who, who have not prepped me for it. I haven't been appropriately briefed. <laughs> yeah, like it's a good song. I'm just like it's also a strange song because of the vocals and and I feel very weird not having heard it before, or at least I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, that, that is some that's some weird shit right there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Wow, it's weird. That's very weird. That is a blowout. This is just yet another stranger thing. <laughs> if, if, if you listen to this in the future, uh, that's a reference to in 2017. The year was just very strange. Heaps of weirdness yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah just that's only reference to it. Yeah, it's like it was directed by uh, David Lynch this mm. year. Very, very weird one. Mm. <laughs> got, a, got, a, got a wild man in the, in the, in the White House. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a bit of a rant here. About- and, <laughs> Andrew, this isn't Chapo Trap House, and I'm not going to tell you again. 
It's the Republican Party, more like the the bad old party. I yeah, think. yeah, 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 yeah. The, the bop. <laughs> Fuck the Republican Party. I'd prefer the Republica Party. Mm. Am I am I right? That's right. Am I right? Speaking of strange things, uh, mini discs. Oh, yeah, nice. that was a thing. This, Good old mini discs. Yeah, mini discs. God, how do I? Bring people up to speed on how do I use this media? Yeah, uh, so uh, discs, but smaller, but they're also in a case, and you can't take them out of the case, and you play them in the case. Mm. Have I done okay? Yeah, yeah. Do I need to explain discs? No, I think we're okay. Yeah, discs are like hamburger patties, but you put media on. Yeah, them and you eat them with your ears. Just regular, <laughs> just, 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 just regular discs, you know. Yeah, yeah. sounds fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, they're naked. Yeah, they're, yeah. It's, it's, it's like a naked hamburger, but the burger is media, and you listen to it with your ears instead of your your tastes. It's simple. Taste is still important, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't. There's no accounting for it. <laughs> <laughs> good, it's good, it's good ear feel. This, this, this disc. So Reef, they're inexorably tied to the medium of mini discs. It turns out, um, possibly responsible for the reason for why it, they didn't take off. Why we're not? Why we need to explain what they are? Good burn they're, on no, yeah. Reef. Uh, because uh, Naked was used in one of the first TV adverts for the Sony mini disc, oh. um, and it's it's great. Like, Naked being the record this is from. Uh, it's another one of their songs, right? Uh, off the same record. Right. Uh, the record's called Glow, released in 1997. Uh, featured this song and also the song Naked. Naked was the one used in the ad. Um, I love the <laughs> that's way the, the, that's on the the sticker. Fucking place your hands and eleven other songs that yeah. aren't place your hands. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I love the way that this is the the advert is described though. You've got a uh, record company executive hearing the track on a mini disc throws it out of the window disapprovingly but a young man picks it up listens to it and likes it in brackets demonstrating the format's durability beautiful <laughs> beautiful nice. and to be fair mini discs were quite durable that's right. I think I think a good way to advertise a thing is to like dick on the band you're using by have someone not like their music but they yeah, were square man they were real square that was a good no, 90s ads where like squares didn't like something but then a cool kid liked it <laughs> yeah it's just like oh man I don't listen to this g- g- guitar music give me some classic Beatles or something like that and then the kid's yeah. like man this must be cool I'm gonna wear That's those true. big Jinko jeans and probably like Converse sneakers <laughs> <laughs> don't exist anymore <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Gruen transfer <laughs> <laughs> The other thing um, that is linked to this song that is really, really cool is a Twitter account called At Place Your Hands. Now, this is a feed run by a guy called Mike Hemsley. Uh, shouts out because this Twitter Th- feed... Thanks for following back. <laughs> we're definitely, we definitely need to follow this guy. Oh, right? yeah. Um, I'm on it. Because this just weekly tweets out... How sales are going for Place Your Hands. That is a very <laughs> That's good That's all account. the Twitter feed is about. Um, I, I actually have the last tweet. Mm. The, most, the most recent tweet uh, at time of recording. Um, a hashtag Place Your Hands update. Last week, the At Reef Band Classic sold 840 copies, a 0.1% drop from the week before. Year-to-date sales are 37,150, 8,048 more than the same week in 2016 which was in turn 6,104 more than the same week in 2015. What? So Steady. What, so it means 840 plays on Spotify, yeah. There can't be 840 purchases of this song this week. I would... That's, that's insane. Dude, there is a Twitter account you can tweet at to find out. Yeah, I'm going to. There's no <laughs> way 840 people shelled out a dollar seventy for this. The, the, this song's iTunes sales can't be Reef's weekly income. That's insane to me. I refuse to accept that. There must be there must be Spotify plays. Please let there be Spotify plays. I don't know. I, I, I don't think. Well, you bought a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, well, make, yeah to, to make up for lost time. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. But shouts yeah, out, I'm, shouts I'm out to at Place Your Hands, Mike Hemsley, for uh, keeping track of those stats. We now officially follow that account. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Yeah. <laughs> this is the most perfect thing that has ever happened in my entire life. Okay. Whoa. At the- number 69, <laughs> baby! Is that the sex number? This is Wayne with Waving My Dick in the Wind. I'm waving my dick in the wind. I'm waving my dick in the wind. If it all goes right, I'll be in your arms tonight. But I'm waving my dick in the wind. I'm lost in the sauce once again. I'm lost in the sauce once again. If I make it through the night, everything will be alright. Coming, nice, sixty nine, baby, <laughs> with waving my dick in the wind. Oh God, fucking bless Wayne. Oh, life is just so much better with a bit of Wayne, isn't it? I think everyone who's encountered Wayne can agree that their life has been drastically improved by them. Well, a lot of young people now are really into them because of Ocean Man being in SpongeBob. Is that right? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's what, sick. That, that song in the SpongeBob film. Ocean Man, a song by Wayne. Yeah, is yes. in a is in a is in film the movie. with the, with the sponge. Yeah, yes, with the, 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 the famous sponge we know and love. We love the sponge. Sting Bob. At the, at the very end of the SpongeBob, this is a bit of a spoiler mm. alert. Uh, when the where, sponge where, film, like, there's a bit of hype, and then like Ocean Man, the song from this mm. record that this song is from. The plays. mollusk. The mollusk. So young kids now are into Ocean Man, and be like, oh, other people like people posting like, I ironically like this song. I know I made it from SpongeBob, but now I'm into Wayne. Yeah, pretty cool. Huh. So people, uh, wait, how quick. young are the kids? Because I don't know. <laughs> How yeah. young are the kids? Classic old person thing to say. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know whether I would no, I mean, like, like my six-year-old running around singing I'm waving my dick in the wind. Yeah, I'd like it even less if... Well, Nathan's six-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> he's, wait, he's three. How old is he? Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad it made me listen to it. <laughs> yeah. It's not racist enough for him. <laughs> what? We've established that your child likes racist music. Yeah, this is yeah, true. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Blue. Oh, that's sad. Oh, I'm so- His dad... For my own son, problematic. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, named him Jeff. Should have named him Robbo. (laughs) He's Probo. So Wayne, uh, the Mollusk is one of my favourite Wayne records um, because yeah, it is a very uh, fucking strange and weird and diverse record as are most of their records but uh, The Mosque seems to have the most amount of critical acclaim like when it first came out it got a 9.7 from Pitchfork No shit Yeah and like it's I see it constantly popping up in you know like best indie albums of all time lists and whatever It's a very very special record It's a super notable cover art as well like it sticks out Mm. Yeah, 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 Yeah 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 Totally what can you say about this song? It's it's dumb and it's silly and it's fun and it just makes me smile every time I hear it. 
like there's a fucking dance break in this song for god's sake you have to love a song that ha- like sequences out a dance break for you yeah it's just it, like go for it this is your moment it's so quint- like it's so when people talk about like 90s triple j being fun they got to think of this kind of thing right yeah. totally, like, totally. They're, they're obviously triple yeah. j were going to be pushing this song like it makes so like, much sense this is here this, yeah, this, this, like, this, this also starts the trend of uh, songs with swears in them getting uh, mm-hmm. good chart positions yeah like cuz there's no way this would have been played on commercial radio like there's literally no chance no. that you can have this with an ad after it so triple j is where <laughs> it's going to be playing like, and it's just so much fun that triple j would be like yeah obviously we're pushing the dick song we're obviously playing yeah, this song yeah and it's like it's sad that you wouldn't expect a song like this to make it into a yeah. modern countdown. Because I think fu- it still could. I yeah? Really, yeah, I really, I really do. Like, I think Triple J still has some irreverence enough. Okay. It's not quite the same. Like '90s Triple J. Like, the, of course, this is here. Like, I hear yeah. it and I go, like, this makes so much sense that this yeah, is here. Totally. Like, it was never not going to be. But I still think there's still that spirit remaining to some degree. I hope so. Citation needed. Yeah. Well, you but know. I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I think we so. might have lost our sense of humour, gang. It's bigger boots to feel like it's the hottest 100 is very important in yeah. a way that it wasn't right. Maybe, you know, maybe 20 we can years get ago. this in the hottest 100 again. Let's get fucking I don't know like San Cisco to do this for like a version. <laughs> but yeah. I think also on that, like I think the way that we engage with irony and humor in songs is less uh, true. divided now. In much yeah. the same way that it, alternative and mainstream are kind of a little bit more. Uh, blended. Funny music doesn't have the same sort of traction that it yeah. used to. Yeah, and and also like, not that there was like online bloggers in the nineties that were like the level that they are now, mm. but there's no way like, but the contemporary music critics at the time would have been laughing about this. Contemporary music critics now would be deriding this if it came out today. I think mm. like it's that like waving my dick in the wind isn't the kind of statement that you can make and be funny in 2017. Like, not that I'm someone who's talking about like. SJWs, obviously it's fucking trite and depressing to criticise. Um, but, like, people wouldn't be being like, yeah, it's cool to write a song called Waving My Dick in the Wind, which it is, and it's funny to do that. But nobody would say that now as, as a, like, yeah. a music junkie. Like, I love that Ween are back and that we get to talk about them because I don't know a lot. And it's, again, one of those bands where as, as soon as you press play, you don't know exactly what you're going to get. A Ween song can be anything, but not anything can be a Ween song. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, mm. it's you never know what you're going to get. It, it, it might be a box of chocolates. It might be a box of something that just looks like chocolate. Not necessarily saying that that's... Shit, because it might. <laughs> maybe it's just carob. Whoa, yeah. I don't know. The, 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 their irreverence is so pure. Yeah, mm. that's that's exactly right. Like in this song, it's just like, what is it? Well, it's a it's a rock song. Really sharp highs in the mix. Yeah. Really trebly. Um, it's it's in got the a style beat on a drum machine. Which yeah, is sick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's in the style of a country ho- hoedown. It's about holding your dick, being drunk and heartbroken. Yeah. Uh, deeply self-deprecating. About a guy called Jimmy Wilson. And yeah, and out of nowhere, it introduces a character called Jimmy Wilson, who apparently <laughs> used to dance. Should have seen him dance. Oh, yeah. I got a good feeling about old yeah. Jimmy Wilson. <laughs> he comes out of nowhere, and it's like that's so. There's so much character in that. Yeah. Like it's unrestrained Literally. kind of <laughs> yes and creativity. But it's also, I, I think, like, there's there's a real note of melancholy in here as well. With, like, uh, yeah. just the, the missing this other person. Like, I kind of read it a bit like being on tour and doing all these crazy things because you're in Ween. Yeah. And, and, you know, there is still a home and that's a different place that has a different emotional, you know, sort of investment. And there's, like, regardless of all these weird things and this crazy Jimmy Wilson or whatever, like, there's still, <laughs> there's still a bond there to that other place. And I think, like, it's really good songwriting to, to have... Yeah. That kind of emotional depth in a song like this called Waving My Dick in the Wind. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's time to dance. Dance, Jimmy. I'm dancing as best I can. <laughs> <laughs>
At number 68, it's Jamiroqua! <laughs> this is Cosmic Girl. in the 1997 Hottest 100 with a song called Cosmic Girl. Broadcasting live via satellite from outer space Nathan Harrison. I thought you were going to say that I was a cosmic girl. I was I was hoping for that. Nathan, That's okay. Cosmic. No, it's fine. It's, it's Nathan, false now. Nathan, it doesn't mean anything. Nathan, you're a, co- you're a cosmic girl. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you think of the fucking song? I think it's great because yeah. I'm not like a, I was going to say I'm not a I'm robot not. but surely robots love this song <laughs> no, too and, and also, surely you wouldn't know Miss I Never Fucking Heard Reef yeah we're, we're watching you really closely it's like of all the personas I'm familiar with this pop song yeah, did, did this sound like anything from British funk acid jazz band Jamiroquai's third studio album Travelling Without Moving I was just thinking how amazing would it be like in Westworld if there was a world and it was just the 90s was <laughs> <laughs> just 90s Man, people don't 90s don't world. even Mr. like gets really depressed listens to Vaporwave and watches people reviewing old abandoned malls here don't tempt me with 90s world I would die there <laughs> Also because you would be like, the man in black. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Except there's no, there's no fighting. It's just you talking about, like, 90s trivia. Yeah, you, yeah. Just, you just own that. Yeah. You kill people by just talking about vaporwave. Yeah, yeah. So long. Just being like, you know, there actually isn't that much change with the Diana Ross original. And, like, Andrew, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> It's just such a fun song. Yeah. It's just like, it's yeah. just pure fun disco. Yeah. And there's some nice complexities in there as well. There's a kind of like 32 beat pattern happening across the verses that kind of syncopates it, which yeah. is just really nice and like keeps you on your toes a little bit or whatever. And then the chorus just hits and it's just like, it's just so pure. It's beautiful. I don't know. It sounds like disco lights and it's just great. I don't even know how to talk about it because it's just like this wonderful disco thing. That kind of, kind of happens. Jamiroquai is one of those acts that, um, you know, those artists that do their sound and it just sounds like them to the point where nobody else can do that sound anymore. Like nobody can do like a gruff Tom Waits sounding song ever again, mm-hmm. apart from Tom Waits. He's got that genre down pat. Yeah. And Jamiroquai, similarly, nobody can do like British acid funk jazz ever again, apart from Jamiroquai. Because yeah. it's you're like, oh, you're ripping off Jamiroquai. I see. This is so typifying of that. Like this is a Jamiroquai song. Everything about it is a Jamiroquai song. Even yeah. though in the video, where, where's the dang hat, Jamiroquai? <laughs> it's um, in the car, isn't it? <laughs> it must be in the boot. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's really high and you can't fit it on yeah, in the car, yeah. obviously. But, like, 
the hat's on this song. Like, you like when, yeah. when the Cosmic Girl chorus comes in, it's just like the hat's there, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is not my bag. I, I never think to myself, I'm going to put Jamiroquai on. But what they do, they do incredibly Full. for them. <laughs> <laughs> More for you. Doesn't sound like anything to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, it, they obviously do it damn well. It's, even though they're not doing it for me, I, I, I got to have, I got to give props to how damn fantastically they do this sound. What, exactly what I said about Ween previously. It's like whenever you put on a Ween song, you don't know what you're going to get. Exactly the opposite. You put on a Jamiroquai <laughs> song, you know exactly what it's going to be. And like you you were talking about uh, Nathan saying like you don't know what to say about it. I think that's exactly it. Like it, it defies like intellectualizing to a large extent. It's just, it's just a song based purely in experience and that experience is just a physical movement. And even to the point where like all the dagginess that kind of comes along with the song and it's daggy. And, some and it's daggy. Like the part where um, JK does that girl voice. It's, it's terrible, but like oh, it's so bad, but still so endearing that all it actually does is just makes you drop any guard that you had even more. Like mm. it's, Everything about all the dagginess in the song is just about disarming you enough that you can have fun. It's just, some funky nonsense. That's it. <laughs> it's some funky nonsense. So that's exactly what Jamiroquai is. And that's, I've, yeah. I've always wanted to know what Funk's obsession is with space. Have you ever thought I, about that? It's like, kitsch. It's because Funk is kitsch and space is kitsch. I yeah. Think. I know it's very typical to talk about Jamiroquai and Afrofuturism. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes back to like. Not necessarily Parliament Funkadelic as originators, but potentially Parliament Funkadelic as originators. And even though the term wasn't really coined until recently, that idea of uh, Afrofuturism, which is a kind of term that's quasi in vogue at the moment, describing uh, like science fiction specifically from a lived black experience, it doesn't necessarily present a world that is post racial, but it certainly channels the idea of necessarily. African American lived blackness and channels that into science fiction world where traditionally science fiction has always been the realm of white men and that's why the the future that you always see it's like oh it's a world where like this is always a thing but it's always presented from whiteness and Afrofuturism yeah. inverts that and there's a black thing and it's really, really exciting and if you want to look into it certainly Google around for Afrofuturism it's fascinating and I think mm. that's where funk which is intrinsically not not here obviously but funk is black and mm. there's yeah. a, a sense of Afrofuturism in funk that posits a world where the the lived body of a black person is able to move freer than they have been traditionally in, in America and all over the fucking world um, where you can like the body can move freer and that's a futuristic idea and so space and that's really I think so and not that mm. Jamiroquai is black but but also like you know he's drawing from a black form yeah of course yeah, you know yeah. what I mean yeah. like and, it, and look let's be honest he's a, a cultural appropriator with your like, well, okay, yeah. Iroquois come on JK <laughs> yeah. well, and also like the head yeah the headdresses yeah. which, yeah. which, which, which have been like I found out like some people have actually gone on and be like hey yeah, fully he's right. Been, he's been called, yeah. He has been called out on. Yeah. <laughs> he um, hasn't been like given a free pass yeah. for 25 yeah, years yeah, yeah, yeah. to wear Indian headdresses. Because <laughs> they begin to argue with him, then he just goes, pow, 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 yeah. pow. And yeah. they're like, what are we talking about again? The floor like, starts turning around. We've just been dancing for three hours. <laughs> I'm just a Probo guy. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, if BuzzFeed are listening to us, and I know that they are, yeah. fuck BuzzFeed. Easy content. Get Neil deGrasse Tyson on and get him to read out the lyrics to Cosmic Girl. Oh and, yeah, and do, oh, a bit yeah. Of, and do a bit of a commentary on it. Uh, also, uh, something I didn't know: J.K. crazy fucking rich. Of course he is. Obscenely, are you no, kidding? Like, obscenely rich. How much do you think those hats cost? <laughs> <laughs> they're not cheap. That's also, where he stores all the money. Yeah. <laughs> they're for sale too. I didn't know you could buy them. I don't know. I wouldn't. But <laughs> you mentioned the um, the car in the clip. His car. One mm. of hundreds yeah. of cars. He has unique cars, cars that only exist For in him. his garage. Man, the, like 
I don't want to go on another rant here about <laughs> about wealth inequality, but, but but if you collect cars, you deserve to die. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Strong opinion. I mean, strong yeah. opinion. Strong man. <laughs> strong revolution happening. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking JK's net worth is forty million pounds. <laughs> no, it Whoa. was forty million pounds. That's like, like in that's the like a hundred trillion dollars in Australian yeah, money. in dollar no, no, This was in like yeah. So between like ninety two and two thousand six. Yeah. So, so he spent a fair chunk of that money in that time, I reckon. On hats. Mm. On hats. Hat maintenance. Yeah. And, and, and cocaine. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, just problematic things. Just like, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Buying yeah. the most problematic things. Yeah, it's been like, like you know what, I'm investing in the Dakota pipeline. Yeah, it's like, you know, you know what? I'm just going to fund, fund Miramax next. Yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> JK, quote. <laughs> yeah, B. Yeah, hold me to it. <laughs> but he'll never go to court. You'll never get him because as no, soon as he steps in, it'll just be funky. like, in come the strings. Yeah. It's like, oh. Yeah. By the way, really glad I can hear those again. Mm, oh noise. my god, yeah. Yeah. You're gonna this, have a fucking blast. Yeah, this song wouldn't be the same without him. Mm. Really wouldn't. Most songs with strings technically wouldn't be the same without yeah. the strings. Yeah. 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 We that's can how, finally take you to the same and different works. Mm. Oh, I'm a, no, 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 he's not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're beautiful, you're a medical miracle, mate. Uh yeah. 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 Your future is made of string insanity. Space. Space! At number 67, this is The Offspring with our cheers. Seven in the 1997 Hottest 100. That's a song called I Choose. All right, Andrew McDonald. If I wasn't such a weenie, do you think you'd still love this song? I definitely would. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, this is a single from X Now and the Ombre, the mm-hmm. band's follow up to the ridiculously successful Smash. Yes. Which is the, I think, it, still the highest some, selling independent record even of all time. A Smash hit. Really? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It certainly was for a time. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. I'm um, gonna look that up. Yeah, it drove. That's why Epitaph Records is able to be a successful kind of independent. Oh yeah. Label because it's partly just due to Smash. Wow. Um, yeah, but this I like that this marries their like pop punk sensibilities. I guess with that kind of in the time like Scar rock sound like that third wave of Scar like in the verses before the like the times when there's no guitar when it's just like bass and percussion and Dexter like mm. it has kind of a Scar vibe. Yeah. Which okay. I think is cool. Like the groovy as hell drums and then like the bass lines really great. I love the way Noodles plays guitar, that hard edge when it comes back in like that. It's got all the the, the parts about punk rock that I've always loved. Like, I'm a massive sucker for The Offspring. They're probably my favourite pop-punk band of all time. And I think they just do that pop sensibility. That It sounds like the beach all the time. Like, yeah. a lot of The Offspring 
their better moments live and die by Dexter Holland's voice. I think the way he sings, like it's always, he, he's always in a major key. He can't ever do morose, even on their, <laughs> even on their grim songs. He's, you can tell he's smiling. Like I just, he's always got like an arm's length close to like inescapable pop, like hooks. Mm. And I just think the way that he marries that with punk music is just so exciting. It, Sounds like summer in a six pack, and even though this is not one of the Offspring's best songs, I don't think. Mm. I think it just works so damn well because it's, they're just so cool. They just like sound like a like a kid friendly idea of what high energy punk music is. Yeah, totally. Yeah, mm. I, I just think I it's mean, delightful. When I was a kid, they were one of my favorite bands. It's yeah. not my favorite band. Absolutely, same here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and this is like I, I think Ixnay. I, I don't like it as much as the albums that are around it, i.e., Smash and Americana. But mm. I do think it's a damn good record, and this yeah, is a damn good, good song. But yeah, Ixnay's got its hits as well, and I'm, I'm sure we'll be uh, talking about this record again in the not too distant future. But uh, obviously, yeah, this is no one's favorite Offspring song, but. Yeah, it's super, super fun. Uh, it's got that groove to it. It's also got uh, the uh, self-esteem dynamics of both guitars dropping out and Greg just fucking having a slap, Yeah, which is fucking tops. I love that. Um, I also love Ron Welty's additional percussion going all over this song. Yeah, like the shakers and the bongos and percussion all going through the verses and stuff like that. Just gives it like a bit of a vibe to it, you know? Like if it was just bass and drums, like it'd still groove, but like having that extra like... It's like a party element, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, 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 I, I really, really dig that. I, I love The Offspring, like I said. Like, I grew up with this band, and it's like, yeah, I discovered Ixnay after Americana. Like, Americana was my in, and then, you know, my cool cousin being my cool cousin did what anyone else would do in the 90s and burnt me all their other CDs. Hey, nice one. Ah, uh, yeah. Sorry, I cost you all that money, Offspring. <laughs> I will send you 80 bucks in the mail someday. Yeah, and just outed yourself as a criminal. <gasps> I'm a criminal! Oh, my God. Oh. Downloaded that album too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a great song. I think as well, like it's worth pointing out the um, the banana fish reference in in the second verse because that's a JD Salinger reference to a short story mm. of this like suicidally depressed guy who's telling this story about this banana fish. Who'd have ever guessed fucking Offspring would be selling your fans? Well, well they're, actually... They're, they're smart guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I believe that Falling Off a Cliff is a Catcher in the Rye reference. Yeah, right. There you I, go. I think. But it's like, it's a really bleak tragic story about this banana fish that like digs a hole and eats bananas and then gets trapped and dies but in this song it's just like it doesn't really matter and that's the kind of like cynic positivity that that you're talking about Mm. like in Mm. in the music I think that drives so much of this era of like pop punk particularly yeah is like taking that kind of really disenfranchised like nihilism like you know you look at Smashing Pumpkins or whatever and then just flipping that on your head and being like I'm gonna use that to fuel Having fun, yeah. and skating because because yeah, you fully. because you were writing punk music in the late eighties and early nineties, and now you're a millionaire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like nothing means anything. Yeah. If yeah, and that's exactly what this song is as well. Like I think that you've nailed you've nailed the message of the song really perfectly because you know the song says life can be a nightmare or a playground. You choose. Yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. Like it's this um, self empowerment. You know, based on the it's it's an existential song for. For pop punk, really, which is really cool. Like even even the beginning metaphor of falling off a cliff is like that's either a thrilling experience or it's a deeply terrifying experience. <laughs> you know, you, you it depends how you view that. And it makes me realize actually that Offspring maybe don't get enough props for their songwriting and their lyrics, but actually there's a simple elegance to it. This is, I believe, is the only song in the hottest 100 to use the word weenie. 
Um, so <laughs> that's kind of wonderful in a way as well. But you look, at, you look at like the narrative that they weave often throughout the course of their songs. And it's often really easy to follow, very clear, but not cheap or or kind of bad. It's well crafted, but it's just well crafted simplicity, which is sometimes the hardest thing to do. Like for what they do, they do it magnificently well. They don't have any in this song, I don't think. But are uh, like they have some of the finest woes in pop punk. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and, yeah. and it's just Dexter. He just double tracks his voice. And even here, when he's not doing that, just like that kind of chorus when he sings in there, actually, he's just so, he just projects so wonderfully and his voice is so like West Coast, Cali, like Yeah, it's party. what you go to the offspring for. I live for it. I just think he's just one of my favourite like kind of 90s punk singers. And number 66, it's Powderfinger with JC. Jesus Christ, what name do you go by now? Time is passing, but the wind blows like a light. Your youth by date is faded. Followers of you now watch TV. What could I do? is looking shaded The colors don't seem to captivate Count the laws I see you're moving on now The pressure's off No more people to drag you down What could I do? Powderfinger again. I'm running out of things to say about Powderfinger people. <laughs> but yeah, uh, already. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be That's a long grim, night. Yeah. It's gonna be a long night, folks. Think of it as a challenge. We have to dig up more and more obscure uh, facts. Uh, yeah, well hidden. <laughs> we could turn into a Powderfinger expose yeah. by the end. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely gonna start lying and inserting some fake news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm for that. I mean, yeah. I think there's an argument that any hottest 100 themed. Thing is essentially just a Powderfinger expose. So this is JC, uh, which stands for Jesus Christ, not John Collins, their bass player. Mm. But um, that is his name. It is his name, and that's and what they, they call are him. His initials. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, or uh, just a uh, um, Jolene cover. Yeah, oh. as, as, as we we just pointed out, um, the sounds exactly like Jolene by Dolly Parton. And that's the most interesting thing about the song. Yeah, and I had to much sing that to Jolene. make it sound more interesting than it is. You don't go for this one? No. Oh, my God. What a fucking snore. Like, I usually fucking ride hard for old school power to think, but, like, this sounds like a Bernard Fanning song. <laughs> I think it's very well. Powderfinger plays the National Folk Festival. Oh my god, right? Yeah, like, it's just like headlining the second you, stage you can't on the Saturday play night. Any of your rock songs, just play the quiet, nice songs. And each song is introduced by like a ten-minute story. Yeah, oh, yeah. like VH1 storyteller. Yeah, that's that's what that concert is. Oh my god, yeah. I, can't, I I can't think of anything more boring than Bernard Fanning telling a story about JC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But your so mate, there, was, there, was a, uh, there was a guy had a couple of crazy ideas. 
it's really interesting to hear these early Powderfinger songs um, as someone who doesn't really know the band that well at all. Yeah. Um, and like see the parts that, that, that they selectively kind of kept and chopped as they evolved to be the powerhouse that they were in the 2000s and stuff. Like, cause mm. there's a bit of this, like the brushed snare drum and stuff like that. It's almost like crowded house light. Like mm. there's that kind of like yeah, a, yeah. A, acoustic rock kind of that thing with something I really love in music is when you can, you can hear the musician as a human being. And I love the way, for example, when you hear fingers being pressed down onto strings with frets and that's Move here. That. Um, mm. Yeah. It's really wonderful. Um, but like this obviously is way too beige to be anything exciting um, but like it's neat and it's sh- kind of short and there's not a huge amount of fluff or anything like that it's no, kind it's of it's like a pretty tight like it's like under three under or three like yeah. yeah yeah it's um they clearly aren't what Powderfinger are going to become and, but I, I like it for that it's for better and worse this is not a great Powderfinger song and I think I'm like the biggest detractor of Powderfinger here that I loathe them or anything um, but like this is not great for Powderfinger, but also it's not great for not Powderfinger. It's just like a weird kind of... I'm surprised it's here, to be honest. Mm. I'm very lukewarm on this, yeah, even I'm for... I'm also a- very surprised that a Powderfinger song made it. I think it's pretty nice. Like, it's it's not... Like, it's certainly nothing special, and I'm sure in a week's time I will completely forget it. But it's pleasant enough. I do really like the kind of... The um, sort of competing melody lines on the um, On My Own I Stand Naked, like that line where it's sort of the closest thing to the kind of chorus part of the song. Yeah. I think that actually sounds really, really cool. And that particularly, I can sort of draw lines between that and stuff like My Happiness later on, just in terms of melody lines and the cool. way they construct hooks, I guess. It is what it is. Yeah. It's not, you know, whatever. I do always, whenever, like, the name Jesus Christ is in a song, I feel like my, my first reading is always Jesus Christ as, like, as an expletive oh, rather than yeah. Jesus Christ, what name do you go by now? Like, you're know, <laughs> yeah. not yeah. talking to Jesus Christ, yeah. just talking frustratedly yeah. to somebody else. Adam, you love this song. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, this song's okay. I'm glad it doesn't outstay its welcome, and I think it makes some really interesting choices in regards to the strings and the way that they're recorded, I think, is particularly nice as well. So glad I get to talk just, about Just hype strings. on it, any strings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it's, it's all new for me, so I'm really yeah. excited. But like the particularly like the, the low cello and the way that you can hear that grind, like that's really cool. So that's like the flourish in the song that kind of is most interesting to me and like every and as you said like everything else is well written totally fine if not really hard to get excited about maybe it's a nice palette cleanser on the album between two more heavy songs and if it's not then it should be because that's kind of what this kind of song i think yeah would be but, ideally but, but, between good. those sludgy doom metal powder finger tracks we know and love <laughs> <laughs> or if you are alternatively listening to a lot of sludgy doom metal good on you number one but also maybe consider throwing this on between tracks as a bit of a palette cleanser <laughs> see how it goes brings us to the end of yet another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to FBI Radio for having us and thanks to our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ for watching over us in everything that we do. Before we wow. get out... <laughs> I'm just feeling the spirit, man. Alright. Hey, I'm not going to interfere with that. <laughs> we have to protect religious freedom. <laughs> oh, yes. Hey, you know what I reckon's gone mad? Political correctness. Oh, oh just, just boy. these days. It's gone mad. Yeah. So before we get out of here, we're going to pick our favourites and uh, least favourites and see if any new challenges have come to the throne. Adam, you're up. I choose the Adam Sandler classic, Place Your Hands. <laughs> Good um, choice. As my favourite song for this episode. Yes. And I'm going to give it to old mate JC. But my favourite carryovers and least favourite carryovers remain the same, being The Ghost of Tom Joad by Red Against the Machine as my favourite song and least favourite Beaver Loop. What was the name of that song? Whatever. Beaver Loop. 
Yeah. What was the name of that? Oh, who gives a that's shit? That's best not remember. It's, it's, oh no, I remember. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan <laughs> close the loop. <laughs> Hashtag close the loop. I keep bringing it up loop. every week by talking about the the, the band again. Yeah, but yeah. it's okay because we keep hashtagging close the loop. Yes. Pat, um, Powderfinger for least favorite, uh, and of course, of the course. 69th, of the course. holiest song, waving my dick in the wind, uh, as my favorite. No, no new champs or chumps this week. Yeah, my uh, my favorite. I'm uh, the same as you, Adam. Uh, no, actually, no, my favorite is actually Offspring. I choose. Um, oh, yeah, okay. and my, my least favorite is of course JC. My carryover champ remains Dandy Warhols. My carryover chump remains Baby Loop. Yeah, uh, I choose. I choose for my favorite and uh, Powderfinger for least favorite. And yeah, my my champs are still or champ and chomp are still Dandies and Beaver Loop. Oh, no, that's the song you... of which I I have been reminded of the name, but I'll protect <laughs> you all from that information. <laughs> It's called nothing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, now we all know. <laughs> I remembered. Uh, on behalf of Mr. Adam Buncher. Thank you. <laughs> on behalf of Mr. Nathan Harris. Yeah. And Mr. Andrew McDonald. Good night. My name's David James Young. Everything is good for you. Praise Jeebus. Jeebus.